Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Manic calling signals, takes the snap, looks left, lobs it left, first is wide open, touchdown Giants! In the left corner of the end zone! Touchdown! With 35 seconds to go, and the Giants regain the lead, manning the bird! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, yeah. Let's get right back into it, man. I am enjoying watching the Orioles lose, uh, thinking about the Rangers. They are cruising, thinking about how much we talk about, oh, the Yankees have too many home run hitters, and Corey Seager homered, Adolis Garcia homered, Gibson homered. Like, they just, they're hitting the ball out of the park. Nathaniel Lowe homered, um... These guys are absolutely rocking them and dominating them, and uh, you love to see it. Nate Valdi is pumped up. He's gone seven innings, only giving up five hits, one run. And uh, the Texas Rangers are about to sweep the Baltimore Orioles and head to the ALCS. And I can't be mad at them. They're a team that here in New York we laughed at. Oh, DeGrom wants to go play for them? <laughs> They don't win anything. They're not going to win. DeGrom must not be interested in winning. You're all right. Oh, you can't buy a championship. Well, they went out and got Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon when they were both available. And people are like, oh, good luck with that. They struggled last year. They figured it out. You need pitching. And they kept adding pitching and adding pitching and adding pitching and adding pitching. At the deadline, add some more guys. Give us uh, Max Scherzer. Give us Jordan Montgomery. (laughs) Nate Valdi come through. DeGrom goes down. We're not, we're not folding. We're going to keep going for it. We have a team that we're going to put all of our infield in the All-Star game for the American League. We have a brand new ballpark. Chris Young, man, I, I tip my cap to what he's done. Uh, Chris Young, Bruce Bochy, you know, them going to the ALCS most likely to face the Houston Astros. It's great. It's great. They got to knock off the Astros. Familiar foe. They got to get it done. Texas on fire. The Astros win one more game, and you've got a ALCS between Houston and Arlington. I'll be watching. 
A little jealous, but I'll be watching. Can't be mad at it, man. They went for it. They signed the players they needed to sign. They made trades for players. I mean, they got rid of Joey Gallo. <laughs> the Yankees gave them uh, Ezekiel Duran. He helped out for a little while. They got guys like Josh Young. They got their own guys like Adelis Garcia. Like they put it together. Can't hate it. All right. They sent us. Uh, they sent the Yankees Jose Trevino. They're like, yeah, we got a couple guys behind the plate. We'll be all right. Just that fast, the Rangers, they're back on top, knocking down the Orioles. Everybody's talking about, all oh, the magical season of the Orioles, please. The Yankees were right there with the Orioles. They blew some games to the Orioles, man. There were a couple series that could have went the Yankees' way. You know, when July opened up, I was at that series July 3rd, July 4th, the the, Yankee, the Yankees won that game on July 3rd. I'm like, here we come. We're going to gain ground on the Orioles. And Nope, it just never materialized. I'm happy to see the AL East get knocked out. Let's get back to the phones. We can talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Coming up at 11, my Casamigos big shot of the night. Look at Max Scherzer, goofball. <laughs> look, at, look at Max Scherzer getting out of Mets land. Oh, they're... Their plan isn't, they're, they're not going to be competitive. Their plan isn't to, to battle for a World Series. Me and my wife, you know, well, it's World Series for us. I'm getting up there in age. I got to just jump on the coattails of anybody who will have me. Texas traded for me, and I'm, I'm in the dugout clapping and smiling, knowing I'm going to the ALCS, and I didn't have to do much on this group project. I just had to show up. Good for you, Max Scherzer. Hit the mega millions over here with Steve Cohen and got out of Dodge. Ross is in Bergen County on the fan every day. What's up, Ross? What's up, Keith? Wanted to talk some Zach Wilson? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding around, man. No, but you want to Turk, talk Kirk, Kirk Cousins. You're a Vikings fan. Kirk, I want to talk JJ. I got the, uh, you know, the heartbreaking news, like first period school today. We see JJ out four games, and you got another bombshell Schefter talking about. He might not suit up the rest of the year if there's no incentive. Oh, yeah. Why Ripken? He's got the bag coming up at the end of the season. Anyway, Pack it why up. Ripken, we know what he is. We know Nick exactly Mullen who he is. Dimes to him. It's, a, it's a joke. You follow, you're next in line. You look at Diggs, you look at, you know, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, all these top dog receivers we've had. And none of them have a ring to show, a purple and, a purple and gold ring to show for it. I mean, I'm praying he stays. But what was he going to want? Nick Mullins throwing dimes to him or Drake May? You know, God forbid, Bo Nix. If we're, you know, with bottom of the. I was saying today, we might be getting Marvin Harrison. Just add to the list. What comes around goes around. So what goes around comes around. Literally you know, could just receiver. get Marvin yeah. Harrison Jr. And, and let Jay Jettas walk. Well, that's what I, yeah. It's a, you know, it's, you, you remember the, uh, what was it, the draft? Uh, Jamar Chase, Penai they got drafted. Was that 21? And there was a meme going around of with the Bengals draft. It was either you got Burrow with Chase, you have the catch down the field, but you have Burrow bleeding on the ground because he had no O line, or you mm-hmm. got Penny Sewell, you know, the, you know Burrow looking as good as ever and getting you know drop passes seventy yards down the field. It was you know pick your poison. They picked Chase. They made a Super Bowl that year and talking about talk about playing despite having bad O lines. I'm pretty sure they had the statistical worst O line that year. And they made the most of it. So that's yeah, kind of, you know, it goes back all to Danny what Jones. I was preaching about well, the right. league, Ross. You need a quarterback and a number one receiver. That's right. I mean, Danny Jones. I mean, I have no room to talk. Like, you know, every time, every other time I call in, I bring up the fact he, you know, he, he toyed with us on our on our own turf last year, which is a, you know, talk about all time teasers. And my wife is a sports fan. It's right up there with 2017 Eagles, 2019 Nationals. The fact that that Giants team. The two frauds in the playoffs last year and the one that was on the road happened to come out on top. But that's, that's neither here nor there. 
But, you know, you talk about O-lines, right? You look at, you know, Josh Dobbs out in Arizona. It's not like he's got, you know, the, the Lions O-line in front of him. He was making the most of it, you know, kind of coming back down to earth a little bit. He was looking great for four weeks. You know, uh, I brought up Burrow. You look at uh, Geno Smith. He doesn't really have the, the greatest O-line out there. I brought up uh, Charles Cross a couple calls ago. Uh, you know, kind of right there with Evan Neal. Neither one of them panned out. And Geno Smith is that. It just came off the best season of his year. He's following it up with another pretty solid one. It's just always the same, mm-hmm. you know, same old, same old with Danny Jones. I oh, can't do this, can't do that. You know, we look at what Thomas is. I know Thomas is hurt. You know, legit half the league doesn't have a great O-line to work with. And you don't, you see a half of them, you know, pan out despite it. But, you know, what, you know, whatever. The, the same old, same old with Jones. I actually wanted to call and talk about, uh, some other uh, bums for lottery picks on the topic of Wilson. You had the guy, uh, you know, Art Staple before talking about the Rangers when they put the uh, the letter out. I don't think you were a hockey fan back then. It was a 2018 mm-hmm. when uh, Jeff Gore and uh, Glenn Sather, they, uh, you know, went all in on the rebuild, put the letter out, said, you know what, we're going all in. It's going to be tough for like a year and a half, two years. It's going to be painful to watch the on-ice product. But they want to, you know, a couple years. Now we, here we are like five years later, and this is kind of what they envisioned. The only difference is, you know, in the, the words of the, the great Evan Roberts, we had to, you know, make up for missionary pieces of craps. And a lot of them, you know, Tarasenko, Kane, I advocated for. Now we got Blake Wheeler. There's a reason he got bought, what do you call them, the loser peg Jets? That was like the first or second game he ever <laughs> yeah. went to. You saw them go down. Ironically, my Stanley Cup pick, but, I, you know, I put out all my predictions. I just think, you know, you look at Florida last year, kind of a fluke. But anyway, you look at, he got, he was their captain two years ago, Blake Wheeler at Winnipeg. He gets bought out two years later. We get him for like less than two mil. I mean, it's we're, we're so tight on the cap space, and that's kind of you know circling back to the fact that 2019, right behind Jack Hughes, who you know took a couple years to develop, and now you look at him, he's kind of you know behind McDavid, Drysdale, McKinnon, couple of those names. I'd say by the end of the year, he's a definitive top ten player, and even he had a couple slow years to start off. But you look at Capo Caco, second overall, right behind Hughes, it was Devils Rangers 2019. And then 2020, the remote draft on Zoom, they had like the whole setup on the NHL network. We draft Lafreniere. It was supposed to be in Montreal. It's a local kid. He's from Quebec. Supposed to be in Montreal. And, you know, he gets the jersey and everything at his house because of COVID and everything. Yep. And he is shaping up to be one of the biggest. He's Four years later, he's already getting talked about as one of the biggest draft busts in NHL history. You look at it, 2012. I don't know if you know the name, Nell Yakupov. Basically, you look at the numbers, the exact same situation. And that guy, Nell Yakupov, was out think, of league uh... five years. You think Lafreniere will have a longer lease than Zach Wilson? <laughs> Man, I hope not. I, you know, I see. And now they're putting out the lineups. He, he's on the second line. My guy, uh, Jimmy Beesey, getting ousted for a guy who was playing half the season in the AHL last year, and Tyler Pitlick. I say, you want to talk about, you know, we, now I'm hoping you talk about Brian Cashman getting fought. You know, the half the station called for his head. You got John and Masbet. Uh, hosting uh, giveaway night <laughs> by Brian Cashman. Yeah. I would take him uh, right this second for the Rangers front office. All we got to work with is the the, the bottom of the barrel, the bargain bin players. We're going right to to Goodwill. The whole lineup is a goddamn good uh, bottom six of our lineup is. So you're expecting the Rangers to take a step back this year? You don't think I that think they take a step forward? I think they're going to be mediocre, and I think in, in typical T's fashion, in terms of you know the, the the four choices I made in terms of sports franchises, you look at the. Two years ago was our year, right? You even brought it up. When you first got on the station, it looked like the Rangers were, I don't say, you know, cakewalk to it. Obviously, there was competition, and who knows if they even would have beat Colorado or Edmonton had they not gotten swept. But they ran out of gas, and now you look at this year, the Devils were the team playing with house money. And the only difference is, while the Rangers were basically a ticking time bomb, I don't want to say they got lucky, but they made the most out of, like, a one- to two-year window. 
The Devils are built for now and long term. You got not only win now guys like to fully bring in for what, like a year or two. I think he's a UFA. You bring him in for basically nothing. No disrespect to Yegor Sharangovich. Tyler Toffoli is 10 times the better player. Timo Meyer, you just think him up to, what, seven, eight years. Nico Heischer finally breaks out. You want to talk about a guy who was never really a liability like Lafreniere, but wasn't the greatest for a first overall pick. He's finally shown up, obviously. Jack Hughes, you're set up to win now. You see, you know, half the people put out predictions. They got either the Devils or the Canes. Some people say in Toronto. Coming out of the East and the you know the West, you, you heard Stable bring up Dallas. Obviously, Evans, what a Vegas, time those, to be alive. Devils, Devils are as dangerous as anybody, <laughs> man, and, it, and it's a disgrace because the Rangers were right there and they let the Devils just walk right past. Them. Thanks for the call, Ross. Good luck to your Rangers. I can't wait for the rivalry. It's going to be fun. And from the New York Rangers to the Texas Rangers, do those guys ever get lunch? The Texas Rangers, man, they're doing it. And here comes former Yankee Aroldis Chapman on the mound. In the top of the eighth. They know better than to put him on the mound in the ninth, even with a six-run lead. I'm cracking up watching this game. Shout-out to Evan Carter as well, man, uh, a rookie getting it done. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's about drafting well. It's about scouting well. It's about bringing your young guys up and letting them contribute. It's about making trades and going forward and adding pitch. The Rangers traded for Chapman and got him out of Kansas City. That was one of the first moves before the deadline. That was like two months before the deadline. And Chapman ain't great, but he's figuring it out. I mean, he might be on his way to the ALCS again. Looks like it. And it's funny, as they go from Chapman wearing the 4 or 5, there's a Corona commercial with Francisco Lindor sitting on a beach. (laughs) I bet he is somewhere sitting on a beach. You can't make this stuff up as the Mets and Yankees fans are watching these postseason games. There's just so many different former Yankees or former Mets or different things that you can uh, point to that you can find while we're sitting at home, while we're out of it. 877-337-6666. If you want to talk baseball, if you want to talk hockey, I got you. But obviously, we're going to continue the conversation around the Jets and the Giants. James is in North Arlington. What's up, James? You're back on the fan. Thanks for calling me, Keith. So that last caller that called you told you that you had never been in a locker room, well, I was in the locker room for 15 years from the day Rex Ryan became the coach until Zach Wilson's first year. So having kind of the last two years. So I, I was in the locker room. And actually, uh, when Zach Wilson, in his rookie season, in, in training camp, you could see he could not play. Now, now when, when Sanchez came on the, on the Jets, again, there's so many detractors for Sanchez, but I'll never understand you can see he could play. Again, he wasn't Dan Marino, but he could play. So they called him a game manager. But he, he led the Jets to two, or not by himself. I was in a very good defense, and he had a good running game. But it seemed to me that the media, for some reason, they just never liked Sanchez. Now, with Zach Wilson, it seems like it's the opposite. Not only do you have a lot of hosts on the fan that seem to coddle him, but the, the, the beat writers that cover the team, I don't know what they're looking at because they're, they're at, well, they're there every day, and, and they're at practice, and they've been there from day one, and they can see how he plays in practice, and you could tell that he can't really throw. When they talk about him throwing a 60-yard pass, uh, you know, at, at, the, um, at the combine, well, I mean, well, you're, you're a pretty good athlete. I have a feeling that you might be able to throw the ball 60 yards. I can. I'm, 50, I'm, 50, I'm, 50 yards, maybe 60. I know Craig okay. Craig on air said at the softball game I threw a 60, but, I, I mean, it's been a while. Okay. Maybe in my but prime. <laughs> okay, 
uh, but I want to go real quick back back, back, back to your uh, to your liberty, uh, I guess the CEO. Uh, I, I, she just forgot to mention, uh, and I covered the Liberty from, from day one, from 97, up until two seasons ago when they moved to Brooklyn. But I think she forgot to mention that Becky Hannon, who's the coach of the Vegas Aces, was on those great Liberty teams mm-hmm. that made it to the finals. She was also on the court for what they deemed the most famous play in WNBA history when the, uh, Teresa Weatherspoon hit that half-court shot to take the liberty to game three against the Houston Rockets, unfortunately, I mean, Houston uh, Comets. Unfortunately, they, they lost game three. But Becky Hammond is some, some coach. She's also some player. And she really deserves the chance to coach in the NBA. And I have a feeling if things don't go right for the liberty and the Aces win and now she has back-to-back titles, she may get another chance because Becky Hammond, from day one, I'll never forget when she came on the team as a rookie, and that would be the 99th season, uh, she, NBC was covering the games in those days. Th- there was many people that called her basically a primetime player because the bigger the game, the bigger the coverage, the, the, the bigger the, the, the media outlet that was covering the game, the better she played. And we can see in her coaching exactly what she knows how to do. And, and it, it was really not right that, that she should I think they should have gave her a chance to coach. I mean, she was an assistant coach. I have a feeling what she's doing now, or possibly get her a chance to be the first female coach in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, how much you know about Becky, but she, she was a great she was player. With the Spurs, yeah, and uh... but no, but she played for the Liberty. She's already the Liberty, and she helped guide that Liberty team. The last time the Liberty made the finals was in 2002, and and then well, uh, she played a few more years, and then she got traded to another team, which was actually a big mistake. Now Dolan, on the other hand, he took that team and had it for about 20 years. It looked like he finally sort of got kind of disappointed that they never won a championship. And then he basically uh, had uh, Brooklyn buy the team. And Brooklyn is doing a fine job. So, I mean, so I mean, it's great to hear you talk about uh, the WNBA because the, the, the level of play is fantastic. And people don't realize how hard it is for the women to make a team because you only have, what was it, a, a 12 teams. They're going to finally have expansion. So you have all these women around the country trying to vie for basically 10 spots on a team. Yeah. As, a, as opposed to the NBA, which has 30 teams. So, I mean, in the future, if you ever get a chance <laughs> They're not to get making out that there, much money, and the NBA has oh, no, a bunch of guys on the bench that are, that are deep millionaires, multi-millionaires. Well, yeah, well, right now, I think they're probably about to, play up, to, to pay up to like maybe $150,000, 200000 they're, they're working but, on it. They're definitely but, working uh, on it. But, but these women really are, are fine athletes. And it's great to see, uh, I, 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 again, having covered Becky from her first time on the court, she's really a wonderful individual and definitely deserves a chance to, uh, to coach in the NBA. Thanks for the and call, James, and thanks for the info. I always take some info and some education. Is Aroldis Chapman in the game walking guys on? Come on, Chappie. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When this happened, you talk about it on The Fan. I do believe at this stage of the game that Joe Girardi is without question the right, uh, the right man for the job. And I look forward to, to working with him and, and, uh, and watching, watching his abilities unravel over the course of the next three years. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. bring this back for talking nets this season this was the original talking nets podcast intro song i might have to restore the feeling we are gonna do talking nets again it'll be me and different guests twice a week my guy double a alex is uh producing the show right now he produced talking nets last year i'm gonna produce it but alex will probably help me out and yeah, we'll do it. Just I, I want to see what this team turns into. I want to see what this uh, Ben Simmons and Mikael Bridges and Cam Thomas and Spencer Dinwiddie and Lonnie Walker and Dennis Smith Jr. and Harry Giles and Cam Johnson and Nick Claxton. I want to see what these guys turn into. And I had eyes on the Knicks the other night. I was like, wow, look at how young and fun the Knicks are. You know, look at how young and energetic this Knicks team is. They can build on this team for the future. But ultimately, I don't think the Nets or the Knicks are cracking the top five teams in the NBA this year. But that's why we watch. That's why we'll see what happens when they roll the ball out there. I'm telling you, pretty soon, you'll get over watching the Jets and the Giants, and you'll realize we're on to tankathon.com, and you'll be itching for some Jalen Brunson and some Mikael Bridges basketball. So... Yeah, we'll get into that, man. If you guys want to talk NBA, 877-337-6666. Preseason basketball is upon us. We still have about, I don't know, uh, two weeks or so until the NBA actually tips off. The NHL started tonight. I'm excited to get back into the Prudential Center to see the Devils. Uh, WNBA finals are upon us. There's a game tomorrow night. I'll have another guest for the Liberty. Um other than that, you know, I'm watching this game and it's like they're trying to tickle my fancy as I'm pointing at all the former Yankees and the Mets stuff and all these different themes. What do they do? They take Aroldis Chapman out of the game and they pinch hit Aaron Hicks. <laughs> uh, 
the game's over. Uh, most likely going to be another blowout. The Astros won nine to one, and uh, oh, Hicks grounded out. By the way, had nothing there. Um, and the Rangers are going to the bottom of the eighth, ready to win this game seven one. I came across an interesting stat today from Opta Stats. Prior to twenty twenty three. A 100-win MLB team had never opened the postseason with back-to-back losses at home against a team with at least 10 fewer regular season wins than them. It happened twice. It just happened to the Orioles and the Dodgers last night. It's a crab shoot. I was listening to my my guy C-Mac. Shout out to C-Mac. He's uh, probably on his way here listening in the car. I was listening to C-Mac talk about the whole crab shoot thing and I guess it is, man. I guess we don't know. You can't call it. You can go win a hundred games. It's like you can win a hundred games. That has nothing to do with this new tournament. Uh, this new tournament, tournament. This new format. This new postseason with an extra team and a bye week. It is about who gets hot at the right time. And it's so clear that some teams are hot and some teams are cold. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Got eyes on that. Something else I had in my notes was, you know, the Jets and the Giants with all the hype around the teams. They've played so many primetime games, and here we go. There's nowhere to hide for the Giants. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Evan Neal. I was cracking up. I was listening to Sal talk about how <laughs> this is how you know. I know he had to be trolling, but he's talking about how he could put on a helmet and shoulder pads and go out there and put forward more effort and put a body on a body. No, you can't. Don't. No. You wouldn't last the series. You wouldn't last the three and out. You would be in in pain, absolute pain, if you put your hand in the dirt and tried to come up, blue 42, blue 42, said hunt, and tried to come up and block an NFL D tackle or defensive end or a blitzing linebacker. You would be hurt. You would you would be in critical condition after the first snap. If you got up from the first snap, you wouldn't want to take another hit by third down. You'd be done. You'd be done. You'd be walking off the field or they'd be carting you off the field. Evan Neal is 6'8", 340. He's a huge human being. He just doesn't know what to do. <laughs> doesn't know who to block. He's got to figure it out. And uh, the whole world will be watching Sunday Night Football. As the Giants go up to Orchard Park to to face the Bills, when will it end? When will it stop? John's in Old Bridge, New Jersey, on the fan. John, you got it. Go for it. How you doing, guys? What's up? We're we're hanging hey, out. We're watching baseball. We're producing yeah, and yeah. hosting the show. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, man. Thank you for taking my call. I just you know chit chat a little about Giants and Dan Jones, and um, my opinion of him is he's a deer in the headlights. He'd make a better tight end than he would a quarterback. But that's just my opinion, you know. He's got the size for it. But you would look at him. He's two and a half to three, four seconds in the pocket, or then the pocket collapses on him. Of course, no line can protect that. Come on, give the guys at the outlining position time. It's two and a half seconds, and then start throwing the ball at three seconds, you know. You can't sit back there looking around like there's nothing. There's plenty. You got to throw the men open, you know. You can't just sit there. You can't tuck and run all the time. Just doesn't work that way, you know. Yeah, it's That's a combination just... of it's a combination of all of the above. I can't say that there's something there. It's not like his guys are getting separation. It's not like he's getting a lot of time. But he's he's a quarterback in the NFL making forty million. You got to make right. plays. 
You got right. you got to read the defense. You got to know when blitzes are coming. You got to, like you said, throw guys open, throw with anticipation, and like Boomer right. was talking about, exactly. come through with some energy. Don't be a flatline guy that doesn't like doesn't even laugh, doesn't even get mad, doesn't get fired yeah. up. You know, no, like, no emotion upon that team. He gets for a great deep ball. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's got an arm. He can There's make no all the throws, but like making all the throws on air is one thing. Making all the throws in the game against the defense uh, on time, throwing a guy open, making those plays, it's got to be more consistent. The fact that this guy doesn't throw touchdowns, he doesn't throw touchdown passes, that's enough. I, I thought this year he was going to throw 25 touchdown passes with the weapons they got him, and I don't know what I was smoking. I don't know what I was on. Uh, oh, yeah, listen, you know, you got that kid on the Boise practice squad, DeVito now. I mean, he's a Jersey guy, but I'm kind of favoring that because I'm Jersey. <laughs> but, you know... The kid Tommy DeVito, DeVito, Jersey legend, Don Bosco you, Prep. Got, he's got eyes. He's got eyes for the game. He really does. He might be small, but... Well, they're going to go Tyrod first. Thanks for the call, yeah. John. I was saying, throw Tyrod out there. Again, your dogs, 14-point underdogs. I saw uh, Jordan Renan put out there, New York has played three primetime games so far this season, and they've been outscored 94-15 to in those contests. Now they're going to Buffalo... Where Buffalo was jet lagged, and Buffalo had to play on concrete. They were mad about the quality of the turf. I was talking about that last night. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, over there in London, that football team—not our American football, a soccer team—they play on grass, but they had artificial turf for these guys, and they didn't like it. And the Bills lost some players, and they're going to be pissed off. They're going to get back in their home stadium. They're going to try and blow the Giants out. And it's another primetime game that you're going to watch. You've seen the Giants get blown out on Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football. Here comes another Sunday night, and it's just crazy because when the NFL puts the schedule together, when the NFL plans all of this, they're putting these teams together that they're thinking it's going to be competitive, right? It's it's Joe Shane and Brian Dable versus the Bills, where they came from. They're expecting to see, okay, this rebuilding team that went to the playoffs last year in year two, maybe they'll be able to battle against the Buffalo Bills who they helped build. Uh, when you were talking about the artificial grass or and the turf, so when they go to London, is it do they change it to turf? They change it, yeah. That's so stupid. And it's like, so, I mean, I got to go back to my notes from last night. I was talking about this last night late. Like, the players were upset about it. Yeah, because, like, there, because in in the preseason for soccer, they come here and they play on turf, and you should have seen like at the end of August when they went back for like the first game of the season. Yeah, you should have seen the amount of people that or Got players hurt? that went down with torn ACLs. Yeah, it was crazy. So uh, let's see. Two days ago in the Athletic, Bills players lament terrible turf at London game versus Jaguars in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So you got these guys flying across the country, or flying across the pond, excuse me, to face the Jaguars who spent a week there. Shad Khan wishes he could move his team there. I love London. I think it's one of the greatest places on the planet. He has a soccer team in London. Yeah, of course. He'd rather be over there. I mean, I have family in Jacksonville, Florida. I used to spend summers down there in Duval. It's it's nothing compared to London. Uh, But the Bills had to go across the pond to play over there, and they played on this terrible turf. They were jet-lagged, and... Uh, the NFL players view artificial turf as a league-wide safety issue. And in the locker room Sunday, several players felt like they got hurt in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Bills were unhappy with the quality of the surface. While not every Bills injury was turf-related, Matt Milano went down with a knee-lower leg injury in the first quarter. Um, 
I mean, Bills left tackle Deion Dawkins, defensive tackle Ed Oliver, Ed Rushers, Leonard Floyd, and Kingsley, Jonathan, and Nickelback, Teron Johnson, all needed trainers to tend to them on the field at various points. But they all champed it out, and they went back in, but they end up losing. Uh, here's a quote. Take that turf out, especially that one, Johnson said. I'd rather play on grass. I'm 90 to 100% sure that players in the NFL would rather play on grass. I don't know why we're playing on stuff like that. There were injuries on the field today, some really, really bad. I just feel like the turf has something to do with it. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium features a grass pitch that can be rolled into and out of the arena, similar to what the Arizona Cardinals and Las Vegas Raiders do. I talked about it last night because we watched Monday Night Football. I came on, some of you were listening, and I talked about how the uh, UNLV running Rebels play on turf. And uh, Mark Davis, with all the money in the world, caters to his players and also coming from, I guess, the Oakland Coliseum where they played on grass. They have a grass field that they roll in, Bermuda grass, but the college rolls in a turf field. So uh, the Cardinals do that. The Raiders do that. And, uh, you know, it lays on top of artificial turf like carpet. Uh, let's see. It's it's hella soft top surface, the same one. It's, it's a hella soft top surface, the same one the Dallas Cowboys have at AT&T Stadium. Stephon Diggs uttered, uttered an explicitive and then paused seven seconds when asked about the thought of the field. He said it was all right. That's all I'm going to say. The, the the Bills players were pissed off. Long story short, short story long, they had to fly to play a game in London because the NFL is trying to be more of a global game, reach that audience across the pond, get them more excited about football. Bills fans traveled, which, you know, I got on the fan and I told Mets fans, regardless of the state of the Mets this year, regardless of what the future holds, book that trip to the London series to go see the Mets and the Phillies. It's going to be a great experience. I went and proposed to my wife um, hours before media day of the Yankees-Red Sox London series back in 2019. It was one of the best trips I ever took. It's I don't know. London is just like enchanting. I think it's a great city, and there's so many things you can discover and see, and it just kind of flips your world. I know the first time I went to London, I'm like, wow, I have no worldview. I'm so Americanized. Like I don't even think about what goes on over here, and they have this whole world over here that I'm just discovering. And I've been back three times. I, I love it over there. I think it's great. So the NFL needs to do better. They need to have better turf. And now the Giants have to face a pissed-off Buffalo Bills team who lost some players. Maybe that evens the playing field a little bit. But I just think it's Sunday night football. Those fans over there, Bills Mafia, they're going to get as drunk as they can get from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. and go in that stadium. It's going to be raucous. It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. And the Giants got to figure it out now. Saquon Barkley has to play now. Andrew Thomas, I don't think he's going to go, but you guys got to play. You need all your horses right now, or you could potentially get blown out again in front of the entire world, and then your season is effectively over before you even really like face your own division. They haven't faced the Commanders yet. They haven't faced the Eagles yet. They haven't faced the Jets in that MetLife Stadium rivalry that's coming up. And you could be cooked before you even get there. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Stuck about swinging splitter. Here's the standing ovation for the Rocket, Roger Clemens. One, two, three, go the Pirates. Jeter just came over to pound him on the back. The standing O continues. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Hey, yo. 
go. That's it, folks. That's final. 7-1. Rangers win. Brooms, baby. The AL East does not win a single game in the 2023 postseason. <laughs> Mike is in Englewood Cliffs. What's up, Mike? You're on the fan. Keith, I'm hoping the Yankees can orchestrate a Gabe Pohl style trade of Glaber Torres for a couple of players similar to when uh, the Yankees traded Bobby Bonds back in uh, 75 for Mickey Rivers and Mickey Ed Figueroa. Rivers, yes, sir. Two for one. Gabe Pohl needs to take a lot of credit for that dynasty. That winter, he also traded uh, he, a pitcher named George Doc Medich for uh, Willie Randolph and, and Doc Ellis. And uh, that whole concept of two-for-one, two-for-one, bring in two decent players. If they're both great, awesome. But you know what? If you you get one good one, it can turn things around. So uh, I remember I'm a little bit older than you, one or two years, maybe 24 years. But when I was in the fourth grade, our teacher had a uh, current events. He had to bring in an article and talk about something from the newspaper. And about six of us brought in the same article when... The Yankees had traded uh, Bobby Mercer for Bobby Bonds, mm-hmm. and the teacher was oh she she was really upset. She was she was she was steamed, <laughs> and even as a nine year old, I knew it was like well, you know what you didn't tell us it had to be serious news. Yeah, it counts. And everyone brought in the same article. Yeah, that's all all the guys wanted to read from the paper. That was the biggest news. That meant the most. And, <laughs> I'm telling you, and you know, listen, one of the most informed uh, Jets fans on the fan next to say Ira from Staten Island is uh, Jeff from Fairview but he was on fire last night I thought he was going to challenge you to a duel over Zach Wilson um, I don't know it sounded like he was ready to put the anointing oil on, on Zach and listen I know he's a passionate Jets fan but whew, I was surprised I thought I was listening to Tony Soprano from, from Caldwell, New Jersey yeah, I mean, I, 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 I get it. These, these Jets fans have not had a good quarterback. They just are, they don't they don't watch good quarterback play, and they're blinded by the little improvements of just completions from Zach Wilson. Like that's not going to get you where you're trying to go. Like ineptitude on third down, not knowing situational football in the red zone. Like these things you can't gloss over. And you're about to play a real defense. If Zach Wilson goes out there and balls. Sure, like all I'm hearing is Zach Wilson outplayed Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. All right, so now he's your franchise quarterback. You were ready to send the kid to Mars uh, four weeks ago. Like I don't, I don't get it. Well, I wish the Jets well against the Eagles on Sunday. So I do I. Prove, I hope they, I hope they prove the, the Jeff right, but uh, stay away from uh, any of those Alexander Hamilton style duels with Jeff and in uh, Weehawken. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Mike. I'll duel with whoever wants to call. Like, you can call up and say whatever you want. That's the beauty of this, right? It's debate. You you can agree. You can disagree. I mean, we have hosts on the fan that say outrageous stuff. There's sometimes I'm at home. I'm about to call in, and I'm reminded that I have my own show. <laughs> like, I don't have to do that. But I'm like, are you ser- You guys can't be serious with some of the stuff you believe or that you put out on air. Maybe you're trying to get a rise out of people. Maybe you're trying to get calls. I'm not. I'm being honest with you. I just I look at Zach Wilson and I'm like, man, we've defaulted into watching this kid play quarterback again. I I give credit where credit is due. He has improved, but not enough for a third year NFL quarterback. Not enough for a guy in this situation with all this talent around him. 
You know, I saw somebody tweet me the video of the pass that uh, Zach Wilson threw to, to Garrett Wilson. I thought the throw in game made Garrett Wilson slide. I think it was the turf. Here we go with the turf again, turf monster. Uh, he just slipped. But, like, that was a play where play action, there is nobody around Zach Wilson. I guess the throw was enough on target, and that's what they have to do. They have to roll the pocket with this guy. They got to they gotta use Brees Hall to create these opportunities, and you got to do so much for the quarterback. The quarterback's got to do a little bit more. He's got to get the basics, right? He's got to do the, the, the regular things that you're expecting an NFL quarterback to do, and the Jets can be successful. But, like, stop kidding yourselves. They, you guys went out of your way for months here on the fan. Aaron Rodgers, we need Aaron Rodgers, we need Aaron Rodgers. And as soon as he goes down, now it's, oh, I believe in the kid. No, you didn't. If you believed in the kid, you would have said you didn't need Aaron Rodgers. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.